0: This is Smith, a bi-weekly conversation about the craft of sermon preparation. My name is John Shalman. Thanks for joining me again, or if this is your first time, uh, thanks. Uh, you know, one of the things I like to say, anytime I hear from somebody, I've had this conversation a few times, uh, who reaches out about the podcast for whatever reason, is I'd love to hear how you found the podcast. So if you could send a tweet to at SermonSmith. I'm just trying to get an idea of how people find the podcast. It's fun to hear and hear the roundabout ways, and here are the direct ways some people are sharing them. So send a tweet to at SermonSmith, or if you're not on Twitter, you can go to the contact page on the website at SermonSmith.com. Today's interview is a fun one. It is with David Eifert, who is the youth and young adult pastor at Believer Center in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And here's a backstory on this one. I go into this a little bit in the podcast, but actually the very week that I launched SermonSmith... I was listening to Mac Power Users, which is a podcast I listen to, and they were doing a workflow show where they just had different people call in and talk about how unique ways they're using their computer. And one of the people who was on that show was David, who we're talking to today, and talking about how he really does, how he's really deliberate about collecting data and ideas and articles in an app called DevonThink so that he can use them for sermon prep. So I made a note way back then, right before I launched episode one, like I think it was like two days before, one day before, I got to track that guy down. And so he's been in my list of people to talk to for a long time. And then David, I don't know, maybe a month ago, tweeted at me about something unrelated, but uh, about the podcast. And I thought I found him. So I reached out to him and said, hey, why don't you come on the podcast? And so here he is. This was a fun conversation, especially for those of you who really like to use the digital tools or you're wanting to know better ways to use the digital tools, but as far as capturing ideas and cataloging and building, kind of building your own little uh, Google search of possible sermon resources and ideas, uh, this is one that'll be really helpful. David also talks about Logos Bible Software, and they are our partner for today's podcast. If you do not use Bible software, but you're looking to get into it, you can go to Logos.com slash sermon smith and there you can find a coupon code that if you get started it'll give you 15% off and then a portion of your purchase will also come back to support the podcast so that's logos.com slash sermon smith and you'll find the coupon code there as i've said before i use logos and as david says he's also found it very helpful for his sermon prep to Another way you can support the podcast—we've had a few more people join in and do this lately—is Patreon.com/slash/SermonSmith. It is a way where you can pledge to give a certain amount for each uh, interview that is published, and so you can do as little as a dollar. And I'm doing these about twice a month to get you an idea of what you'd be pledging for. Patreon.com/slash/SermonSmith. Just another way to support what's happening here. If you're finding it helpful, I would appreciate it a ton. David will talk a lot about a lot of software some books you can find links to all of those on sermonsmith.com and then you'll see you can easily find previous interviews and then there's also a page for gear and books where you can see all the different ones that anybody has talked about so come on by swing by the website but let's go ahead and get started now with David
1: well
0: David uh, you are in Albuquerque New Mexico so are you from Albuquerque
1: yeah, born and raised. Yeah. I uh, actually the, the church that I work at, the Believer Center of Albuquerque. I was, um, I've been a member there before I was born. My parents oh, yeah. started attending the church when uh, my mom was pregnant with me, and so it's all, always been one pastor there. So I was actually dedicated as a baby. Wow. Um, by my current pastor, so I've never been a member of another church, and yeah, I've lived here all my life. I left. I left for a couple years. I went to Colorado. Uh, Springs to go to Bible college, but yeah. Besides that, that's it. And
0: you're you're a youth pastor there, right?
1: Yeah, youth and young adult pastor. So, okay. I you know we're not real good with titles. I think some people would probably say an associate pastor because I speak a fair amount, you know, in to the main congregation as well. But yeah. my primary responsibilities are youth and the young adult service. It's a weekly service as well.
0: Well, I've certainly had plenty of teaching pastors, lead pastors, quote unquote associate pastors. I don't know that I've actually had like. Somebody who fills your particular role so far, so you get to be the first.
1: Oh, which is, good. Which good. that's <laughs> kind of
0: surprising to me, right? Because people who do young adults or do youth, they end up teaching a lot usually. So,
1: yeah, maybe yeah, you will. Think.
0: Maybe you'll open the floodgates.
1: Oh, maybe so. Maybe yeah. so. there's a lot of good stuff out there.
0: Well, then talk a little bit more about Believer Center and then like the teaching context that you're in. Just give us a little, give us a little background.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Believer Center, it's a non-denominational church. I guess you could say it has probably a charismatic word of faith, you know, type of background roots, but it's a very teaching centered Mm -hmm. church, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all I've ever known truthfully, but it's a, um, it's a real lively, it's a real positive church. Um, we have three weekly services, I guess four, if you count the young adult service that we have, but yeah.
0: Yeah. And how, so do you teach in the young adult every week? And then in the other services, how often do you do those?
1: Yeah, so we have our senior pastor. He speaks, I'm going to say, um, four, four out of five times. And yeah. then his wife, Pastor Cindy, she also speaks, and I speak you know, once, once every month or two, I would say, there for a Sunday morning. We have two uh-huh. services there. And then I have a young adult, although it's open to all ages, but it's kind of a young adult feel, Sunday nights at five, and that's called Outlet. And I do speak there every week. Yeah. And then we also have uh, our midweek service is Tuesday nights. And so we have a weekly uh, youth service there. And so I'm the primary speaker there, but we do have a pretty good team. So I would say I speak, I guess, two out of three of those as well. So I'd say on average, I'm probably speak twice a week, something like that, just depending on the place. So it's always Sunday night. But sometimes Sunday morning, and oh, I should also say that we also have a mid-school service that goes on at the same time Sunday mornings. So sometimes Sunday mornings, I'm speaking there as well. So lots of different contexts and lots of different, I guess, mindsets, you know, depending who you're talking well, to.
0: Well, yeah, that's what I was just going to ask is how different is your prep for each of those? Or at least the, really, or the presentation yeah. maybe is a better question.
1: Yeah, qu- quite a bit, you know, and uh, outlet, I'd say outlet is kind of the thing that I'm – most interested in right now. It's the place where I'm spending a lot of time, which is our young adult service. And it's kind of gone a really interesting way because we have, we've been blessed with a lot of people who've maybe been burnt out by church or for some reason have lost their interest. And so it's been really targeted towards that. I come from kind of a music, rock and roll type background. So we've got a lot of relationships with people who aren't super interested in going to a, I guess, a traditional church service. And yeah. so that was sort of the vision when we created Outlet. But it's really surprising how it's turned out. It's it's almost become a little bit more of a sacramental service. I mean, we do weekly communion, mm-hmm. we read creeds, and so I, I never would have guessed that that's the direction it would have gone. But we've we've found new life, and as we've looked forward, we're also looking back and finding a lot of richness in in the Christian heritage that we didn't really expect. So yeah,
0: and is that a common thing in churches that are in the same vein as you are? The kind of word of faith, you see it
1: that much? No. Yeah, not at, hardly at all. Hardly yeah. at all truthfully and um yeah, I, I I am really uh connected as much as I like to be in far as far as I follow them with other churches around the nation like I love Word uh, Word of Life Church Brian Zond I love Bruxy, of course I love Greg Boyd I don't know if you're familiar with Circle sure, sure. Nails at all. Yeah. So I love those guys but they're not really the circle that I've grown up with Yeah. but uh, a lot of those guys have kind of turned into my mentors from afar, yeah. at least in the context of outlet. Teenagers are a lot different. Teenagers, right, are, you, right. just need, you just need like, you know, Justin Bieber <laughs> jokes and things like that. And you're are, you believer, I, are you a I, believer, John?
0: I can't say I am. I can't say oh, that I I, okay. I could probably name one or two. I have a 13 year old daughter and a 10 year old daughter, <laughs> but they've always just been, you know, they, like they were young enough that they've just always been a little bit c- cynical. Is that too strong? It's probably not too strong. Okay, They've always been a little, you yeah. know. Uh, they would be more in the mocking, whatever that yeah. whatever that category would be,
1: right? So. Everybody needs a system to fight. So
0: there, there you go. Just, uh, well, uh, I'll tell you. What, let's uh, for the sake of this question, let me ask you in terms of maybe outlets, since that's the one that you do every week. What is yeah. your What is your long term? Planning process look like for that, like selecting texts or topics, or how's that work?
1: Yeah, well, let's see. We have um, I've I've been blessed with a I guess you could say a creative team. My wife is on staff with me full time at the church, mm-hmm. as well as two other people that are I guess my staff members, and so they have to hear me preach at all the different places yeah. every week. So we meet first thing Monday mornings. Usually, we debrief. We talk about what worked, what didn't work. We say right, wrong, missing, and confused what was right about the service, what was wrong about the service, what was missing in the service, and what was confused about the service. So we go through those. We kind of try to find our lessons, learn our lessons. So that's Monday morning. And usually we're, we're a pretty, pretty topical. I'm kind of dipping my toes into exegetical teaching. I'm having fun with that. But we've been raised in a more topical setting. And so uh, we usually know at least a few months out what we're doing. We're, we're right now in a, in a series on the Screw Tape Letters uh, by C.S. Lewis, which has yeah. actually proved really hard. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a lot easier, but turns out it's hard to turn a fiction book into a series. But we've kind of dissected maybe some of the major life events. So every week, the patient goes through these things. The first week, the patient becomes a Christian, then the patient prays, the patient goes to war, the patient doubts. Hmm. So those are all kind of individual weeks, but we hear from Screw Tape. Uh, every week, so I usually know a few a few months out where we're going. We know that we're finishing that at the end of the year, then we know where we're going uh, in the new year. So I have an idea of what we're doing, I guess a few months out. But then Monday morning, I I usually don't have anything more than a, uh, I guess a title. Monday going into the day, but but by the end of Monday or Tuesday, I've started to write a few things down.
0: So is um, your so is your thinking? Through, it's just kind of as ideas come, you kind of tack them on to the end of whatever you're doing now or something that feels like it'll be helpful for the, uh, the outlet congregation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, when, when we, when we meet and we're trying to decide like we're looking towards the next series or what we're doing in the coming months, we'll pull out some sort of little mind map and try to figure out the basic outlines of the week. So yeah. I know that this coming week, um, the patient, uh, is afraid he goes to war, so we know that we're talking about fear. Mm-hmm. And so I've known that for a couple, a couple months now. I know that this is the week where we're talking about fear. And so I have a, a little note, uh, just a little text file for this week. And so I'm jotting things down uh, in that, you know, in the, in the days and the weeks prior. So it's always just kind of...
0: How many of those do you have going at a time? Like it's say- six weeks or...
1: I'd say maybe more like 4, yeah. you know, oftentimes I'll I'll have the topics but much more than 4 weeks out it's hard for me to be motivated sure. to it. You know, you're always just trying to kind of put out the fire that's right in front of you. I wish I wasn't that. But usually I have maybe two two messages coming up in the week and so I'm really focused on those and beyond that it's just kind of knowing a title and maybe if I have a few ideas. Um, leading up. But then so after Tuesday night, Tuesday nights are midweek service. So we, I don't usually get work working on in like a serious way, the uh, the outlet message until Wednesday morning. But that's when I really start uh, focusing. I have a few hours to focus on Wednesday morning. So that's really targeted. And then um, from there on out, I, I've become a big believer in the uh, food is better when it's in, uh, the slow cooker yeah. instead of the microwave, you know? So i always, am trying to have things where it's coming up throughout the week. And if I'm, if I've opened my heart to, you know, hearing from God, what he would maybe show me, it's amazing how many times there'd be like a little story or an analogy or something that's weird that happened that would apply to one of those weeks. And so then I have just the ability to go in there and write those down in those text files.
0: So. Yeah. Well, so this will be, this will be fun for me to kind of explore this with you a little bit. One of the things that I've noticed, I, I've for a long time, and you and I talked about this before we started recording here, but yeah, for a long time been pretty particular about just trying to capture and grab a hold of highlights, you know, from books and and copy those into my computer so I could save them or articles. I thought that'll be interesting someday,
1: right? And
0: yeah, yeah. I'm finding that more and more it's easier for me to just kind of keep in front of me the next five to six times and so I still have all those files we'll talk about that in a little bit but Mm -hmm. but where I originally like found your name I'll just go ahead and say this now which was you were on Mac Power Users which is like a nerd podcast can I call it a nerd podcast (laughs) Uh, we had David Sparks on here before so uh, yeah And so you were on that podcast on one of their workflow shows the day before we launched, I launched Sermonsmith. And so uh, I tracked all that down because I remembered you talked about how you collect this big database full of stuff so that when you're writing sermons, some of those pieces come together. So I'm curious to hear now because that's been, it's been two years. So as we start to get into your process, it'll be interesting to see if you're having... The same experience I am having, where it's getting easier to just focus on a few at a time, or if you are still really good about collecting uh, big pieces. So, all that to say, right. let's talk about let's talk about individual. I mean, you talked about Monday morning you start with a title, but you've been collecting notes. So, let's just go through that whole process of start to finish, uh, the ideas coming to you and being captured and germinating, so to speak, and and how all that works. And I know you are going to get nerdy and technical, and I am thrilled so go for it okay
1: yeah I'll try (laughs) to not go too deep I'm not sure on the scale from one to Ruby script how nerdy (laughs) we're supposed to get here but uh, we'll give it a shot we'll try to try to keep it somewhat uh, somewhat understandable So I'm, yeah, I'm a big fan. Uh, I think it was you that originally got me into Logos Bible software. Okay. It's turned out to be quite the expensive endeavor, John. I don't know (laughs) know if I appreciate that. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of that. So I've got a ton of books and commentaries in there. And so if, if I know, like in, in this particular case, I'm going to be talking about fear next week. And so what I'll probably do today or tomorrow at some point, I'm going to open Logos and I'm going to just type the word fear and that's going to come up with all kinds of different things, commentaries. I've got C.S. Lewis books in there. I've got all sorts of different things, NT, right? And so what's going to show up there is just any time that word is mentioned. So there's a lot of things there, and so I'm just kind of peeking around and seeing if anything's jumping out at me there. And at the same time, I have a program called DevonThink, which is a big, nerdy, weird program. Uh, You could think of it almost like, Evernote, but it's a little bit maybe like Evernote on steroids. It's yeah. a little bit more dorky than that. Some people use notes. I know Apple notes, um, but it's kind of where I put miscellaneous little pieces of information. Let's say something weird happens, or I have a weird encounter, or somebody tells me a cool, inspiring story that I think might apply someday. I'm just writing all of these different things down inside of DevonThink. So, so you, when I type... All
0: right, let me pause right now. <laughs> this okay, is what I'm okay, going to do. <laughs> Um, yeah, you're good. And, and I'll comment on DevonThink, because I I have DevonThink too. Um, you know, and just to give a little more backstory to it, DevonThink Think is like the real power of DevonThink is it's just got a search that's better than Evernote or anything else. And, and you'll probably get right. to that. But the hard part for me at DevonThink is getting that stuff in there, you know, it's just a little more clunky than, you know, Evernote. It's so easy to capture or something. So what's your process? That's if funny. you're at lunch with somebody and something comes to mind or I get so many sermon ideas while I'm listening to other sermons. So maybe it's in the car yeah. or maybe you're sitting in the Tuesday night service.
1: What? H- how are you capturing those things to make sure they make it to DevonThink? That's right. Yeah. So DevonThink has two different, um, I guess, modes you could say that it works in. One yeah. is just called importing. So when things are imported, they're in DevonThink. There's a little text file or there's a PDF or whatever it is. And it lives inside of DevonThink. Yeah. There's another option that's just called indexing. And so what that does is there's some sort of folder on your computer that has text files or PDFs or whatever, and those are inside of DevonThink. So they're still searchable. You can still view them. You can still uh, edit them. You can do all of those different things. But they don't live inside of DevonThink. They just live inside of that folder on your computer. Hmm. So that opens up a lot of opportunities if you combine that with Dropbox, right? So what I do is I have, I have in my Dropbox folder, of course, people hopefully know what Dropbox is. It's just a folder, a special folder that syncs everywhere, including your phone. But I have inside my Dropbox, just a folder that's just called wisdom. Mm. And so inside this wisdom folder is all sorts of text files. For me, it's just nothing but text files, text, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of text files. Different little ideas, but they're all inside of Dropbox. And so when I open up DevonThink, all the things that are inside Dropbox are in DevonThink, but they're actually living inside of Dropbox. Right. And so when that is the case, all sorts of possibilities open up because there's a ton of these little text editors that work on anywhere that just basically use Dropbox as their file storage. Yeah, yeah. Um, stop me if I'm being too nerdy here. No,
0: not, not, not at all.
1: But there's like one writer is a really cool one, ByWord. There's all sorts of these little text editors that you can use. Um, and then there's also an app that I love and you probably love too called Drafts. Oh,
0: yeah. We've talked about it before, but feel free. Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah. So Drafts, when you first open it, it's just this little app and you click it and it's just a little text field. It's just an empty window and a keyboard and it looks like nothing. And so at first you might think it's it's nothing cool to look at, but really – uh, what drafts does is it 's a place to quickly capture an idea or a thought or sermon notes or whatever you whatever you want to write, and then you can send it somewhere you can set up all these different destinations that you want, whether you want to email it to yourself is a really easy one mm-hmm. or for me, I want to save a lot of these things into my wisdom folder in my dropbox yeah so so at that point i'm if i 'm taking a note or I have a weird analogy or I see a cool sign that I think is you know, or a quote or whatever. I'll open up drafts. I will just jot it down in drafts, and then with the click of one button, it goes into my wisdom folder yeah. inside my Dropbox as a text file. Yeah. So that's so that's uh that's the first level. That's the really obvious level. That's just me writing things. All right, let me get meticulous. so if I'm writing something down.
0: How, yeah, how do you, how do you manage with drafts the title versus the content of that file? Because sometimes yeah. if you just
1: type one line and it's really long, it becomes the title too. Right. Yeah, they've yeah they've updated it now to where you can include little JavaScript in there. So there, I found a way to, because um, yeah, if you just write one long line, like let's say you have a big paragraph and you yeah. try to send it, it's not going to work because it's going to try to use that whole paragraph as the title of the note, the name, the name of the note, but you can, in drafts, you can say basically limit it to about 40 characters. Got it. So it's a nerdy thing, but in J- you can use JavaScript to limit it to about 40 characters. And so then that's the file name. Okay. And then I include the whole thing in the body of the the note. So. All right. Helpful. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. People might've tuned out.
0: No, that's all good. So yeah. Draft, okay. Drafts is fantastic. We've talked about it before from there. It goes into yeah. Devon thing. So. Go ahead. I interrupted you with that question, but
1: oh no, you're good. You're good. So that is on. That's the easy stuff to me. That's that's the time when I saw the dog walking or something, and I think it could be a a sermon analogy of some sort, or like a personal story or a quote. That's all pretty easy. There's other things that are a little bit nerdier too, but there's lots of ways to get things into Dropbox and yeah. thus into Devon Think. Like I have, uh, you can send tweets you know, so I have tweets that I can send, you can send a tweet to drafts, you know, and then from there I send it. So I have a special folder for tweets. I'm just constantly clipping tweets that are going in there. There's really nerdy ways of doing that. Um, but I'm just always trying to clip things. And so I, I just have in this folder and then I'll end up organizing them later. I just have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these little text files. Yeah. So when it ends up Coming time to talk about fear. Well, I'll type in fear into Lagos, but I'll also type in fear into Devin think. Hmm. And so you'll see you'll see all the different times that you've written fear. You have a quote on fear or a tweet that, you know, has to do with fear. And so it's just a really cool kind of repository, things that I've decided are smart to keep. Yeah. Or things that I've I've thought or things that I've heard in a sermon. And those things are just compiled over time. Periodically I'll go through and see the stuff that I think is kind of junky and I don't like anymore, and I'll just move them into another folder that's not in DevonThink.
0: So let me ask. You described the... As you described... I don't remember your terminology, but the DevonThink can index a folder that's outside of DevonThink, so it's aware of everything in there, but then you can also just drag stuff into DevonThink, and and that would be more like Evernote, right? Like where it's got it in its own database. So I would imagine, though, like DevonThink has a so-so... Uh, iOS app, you know, that can sync to your phone. I I assume you don't have access to be able to use that because they're not all in the database, so it can't sync everything to it.
1: That's right. Yeah. But I I still have access to them uh, other ways, which one is the Dropbox app. Yeah. So, of course, Dropbox, that, that actually has a pretty good search in it. And so I can just go to Dropbox and I can type in fear. In there, granted, it'll pop up everything right. in my Dropbox that yeah. says fear, but that's a pretty good way. But also a lot of these little text editors, I'll point to that wisdom folder and then I can just type in there. It's kind of like a, a little mobile Devon think if, if all you're talking about is your little text files. Yeah. At that point, that's one thing that I think people like about using text files as opposed to Evernote is you're not locked in to just one system. You right. don't have to use Evernote if you don't want to use Evernote. You can, they're, just, they're just text files. And so, any computer anywhere can read these files. So, whenever there's new apps, there's new text editors that come out. You can always play with those, which is, of course, what I like to do. I always yeah. like to play with the
0: different. So, what, apps. what's your go-to text editor right now?
1: Right now, it's One Writer. Yeah, me too. Do you know about One Writer? Yeah, yeah, yep. it's nifty. So, anyways, that yeah, yeah, it's really good. And so, that's that's one of the things that I keep in Devon Think, but it's not the only thing that I keep. in All Dev
0: and right, Think. here we
1: go. Yeah. So because you can keep – you can have lots of folders. You don't just have to index one folder. You can index as many as you want. So I have one that's called Wisdom, which is just miscellaneous deals. But I also index the folder, which I keep all my sermons in. Hmm. So uh, I can – so when I type in fear, not only is it going to pop up little text files that I've found different places, it's also going to pop up uh, all my sermons when I've talked about fear, when I've mentioned fear, when I've used a scripture that says something about fear. And so those are all just kind of in this big search uh, in DevonThink.
0: Yeah. So are there any others? I mean, your sermons, any others that you found are helpful?
1: Uh, Other things that I keep in DevonThink, let me look. You know, I've got so much stuff. Yeah. So I have a a current folder. This is my current sermons. I have an archive, which is all my uh, archived sermons. That's another one. I have my wisdom notes. I also have a, a folder just called resources. Hmm. Sometimes there'll be people who will put out like a PDF of their notes or, you know, there'll be an Easter sermon that I saw that I thought was really cool. And someone will post a PDF of their notes. Well, I'll just drag all of that into that resources folder. And so that's also included um, in there.
0: And so do you, so, um, do you do any other, are they just in folders? Do you bother with tagging or anything like
1: that? I tag a little, I tag a little bit, like if, uh, mostly my own text files. So if something is, uh, an example, let's say like a, a message example, some sort of analogy, I'll tech, I'll tag it with example. So then I have a little smart folder in Devon think where I can look at just my examples. Yeah. Or let's say I feel, I just, sometimes I'm working on a message and I feel like what I need is a personal story. Like, man, this thing is dry. I need a personal story. So then I'll just click on the tag personal story. And then here's all my notes over time that have been, you know, yeah. personal stories for me. So I do a little bit. I, tr- I used to try to tag them based on content. Like I would tag things based on, you know, this is about fear. This is about the Lord's prayer. This is about communion. And that just got totally insane yeah. <laughs> for me because there's just so many different tags. So I don't tag them with content, but I kind of I- I'm willing to tag them with what they are. So if it's an analogy or it's a preaching note, like I'm pre- taking notes on someone else's sermon, I'll tag that. And so then I can kind of look at them uh, in that. So it's some pretty lightweight tagging.
0: But. Yeah. Okay. So you we should add Devin I think is a Mac. It's Mac software. You can't get it for... Um for windows or, or, or something like that. Um, that's right. But it is the thing about Devin think that it, you know, I played with it and fiddled with it a few times before I really got into it. So it's just worth saying, like, if it's at all interesting to you, not you, but like to somebody listening in their car right now, as we're talking about it, uh, right. stick with it. <laughs> if you want to, yeah. if you want to try it, cause the first time you open it up, it just looks like a really big, simple, um, it's almost so simple. Obviously there's menu items, but you're like, well, what do I do with this? And so it's worth watching a few screencasts. I think they have some on their website yeah. or to really get yeah, a bought, get a hang of it.
1: Yeah, I bought a book on it a while back, you know, take control. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of getting started with Devin. Think I bought that for a while. Yeah. It's, it's a real deep dive. It can do a lot of different things, but on the surface, you can almost think of it just as a, uh, a finder, you know, it's just showing you your files. You've got folders on the left and you've got all the files on the right. And so it's not, um, it's not too bad, but there's so much under the surface that if you're willing to, uh, geek out on it a little bit, I think it, uh, can really reward people.
0: And this, the search capabilities really are amazing. Like it, it really, yeah. it just searches better than for, I, I can't explain it, you know, but it just searches things better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I really, cause I, I've of course tried Evernote. I've tried some of these other replacements for it. For me, it's really important in the way that I take notes and the way that I clip things. It's really important for something to be able to, um, sort by, I guess, relevance, you can say, and this is what Google does without you realizing. But if you type in, uh, if you type in Jesus, like if I open Devin think and type in Jesus, I mean, geez, you're going to get like every, 80% of the notes in there. are right. going to say the word Jesus in them. And so it's just going to be crazy. So if they're just organized by date or something like that, there's no way to know the more important ones, but Devon think it will kind of rate it. It'll rate the files based on how relevant it thinks it is. So a file that says the word Jesus 38 times is going to come before uh, a different note that just says Jesus one time. Yeah. So that's really important for me because there's a lot of words that I'm searching for that are kind of generic words. So I don't want to just find every file that says the word Jesus. Cause that'll be crazy. Yeah. But I want to find the ones that are really maybe about that. Another feature that I think is really cool in DevonThink is you can click this little button and let's say you've selected a file. So maybe I'm working on my screw tape. Uh, letters sermon and it's in there and I can click it and I can click this little hat icon and when I do that what it does is it shows me all the files that it thinks are somehow related or similar and so it finds um, connections that maybe I hadn't even thought of and I use that actually all the time so if I if I click on one for example you know let's say you're talking about I don't know whatever it is that you're talking about this coming Sunday, and you click that little hat well, it'll show you all sorts of notes and your own sermons that you had taken from years past, and you just think, holy cow, I hadn't even thought, I hadn't even thought of using that. So that's another really cool feature. Yeah.
0: All right, so um, you've got Lagos, and you've looked at all this stuff. And it sounds like uh, Lagos, I tend towards commentaries and a few dictionaries, but it sounds like you use tons of books in there. And you've got uh, Devon Think going. So where what do you start to do as you run across – this quote from C.S. Lewis in Lavas right. or this story that you jotted down, you know, 19 months ago. Yeah. Where do those things start to come together?
1: Yeah. So for me, uh, I guess a couple of places. The first thing that I'll do usually when it comes to Devon Think is there's just a really simple flagging. So when I'm looking through files and I think they could be interesting in the sermon, mm-hmm. uh, I'll just flag them. Yeah. And so you can click this little flag, and so then at any point I can just click one little button and see all the things that I've flagged. So that's, uh, that's one way that I do it. But beyond that, as far as finding things in Lagos lo- in and finding things, just in my heart, what I think maybe the Lord's leading uh, this particular week, I'll usually start out with uh, a mind map. Mm-hmm. And so I use, I use an app called MindNode, yeah. and it's on your computer, and it's, of course, on iOS. I really like it. I've played around with some others, but I really like that one, but it's just kind of an easy way to start getting ideas together. And so it, you know, just one subject in the middle, and then it makes all these little branches off of the main uh, window. And, and so it really works good for me. So it'll be that week's message. So uh, this week I'm talking about fear. And so I'll start just kind of throwing different ideas in there. And then as I move them around, I know you've talked about, you like doing it on the iPad. I yeah. do in the same way yeah but you you end up uh, just opening them up and kind of trying to find connections what goes where for me it 's really important uh, i 've done messages where i 've been a little bit i guess more rushed and it, it's uh, it 's just like a collection of thoughts it 's just all sorts of different things that I think and we 're following the text and it doesn 't feel as cohesive as is if i 've i guess taken the time to decide what goes where and what pieces you know like memorizing or learning the big chunks of your piece. Rob Bell, of course, he talks about learning the big chunks yeah. of your piece. He's like a memorizing guy, which I'm not. But um, um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of value in getting all of these ideas in some sort of mind mapping software and being able to drag them around and seeing what flows where. Because oftentimes I'll have something in the beginning of a message and I'm thinking about it and I'm trying to figure out how this will how this will go. And then it just seems it seems not right for some reason. And then I'll, I'll say, well, man, that's not the beginning. That's the end. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the message. And so I think a mind map much more than like a Word document or a pages document or something. I think a, a mind map will kind of expose some of those things. So at least for me, if I'm, if I'm working in a Word document or something like that, I can see the beginning of the message, yeah. but I can't see the end. And so you can't really see the whole cohesive uh, piece in the same way that you can if you have a, a mind map. So so I usually go into end up in some sort of software there. That's kind of the organizational phase, I guess.
0: Will you have that open as you're looking at Logos and Devon things, so you can just drop stuff in there. That's
1: right. Yeah, yeah, and then I'm just copying and pasting all the time. That's why I've never ended up doing. I want to do more sermon prep on the iPad. Right. I want to, but I it just doesn't work for me for some reason because it just feels clunky copying and pasting sure. uh, back and forth. So I end up just doing it pretty much all the time uh, on my computer because, yeah, you can just copy and paste really quickly from Logos or from Devon if you're an Evernote person or whatever. But, you, you know, if you just have an idea or a story, I think there's like points, there's illustrations, there's stories. Um, and I think in my opinion, I think all good messages need to have like a combination of all of those things. And so I'm just kind of throwing those in to a mind map and I'm not thinking about structure. I'm not editing. I'm just trying to add ideas that may or may not work. And this, of course, this, this also comes in when I'm talking with my team. Like, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about fear? And oftentimes they'll have amazing ideas. I think there's so much wisdom, uh, in the group. You know, I think it's to be, I think there's resources that we all have in the people that are around us, you know? So, so those are all ideas that I end up just throwing into some sort of big mind map and, just seeing seeing the form that that comes from it you know
0: and what part of the week is this happening
1: usually i 'm going to say that 's going to be uh, a Wednesday or Thursday, yeah. something like that depending on the depending on the schedule you know sometimes if i 'm speaking occasionally it'll happen where i 'm speaking Sunday morning uh, to the adult and then i 'm speaking in a totally different series Sunday night uh, at outlet that 's actually kind of a challenge. is kind of hard yeah. to, Sounds like to be it. working on two things in the same day. But, um, so depending on that, if, if that's the case, I'll oftentimes work on one message Wednesday, Thursday, kind of feel like I'm happy with it at the end of Thursday. And then I'll do the other meth- message, I guess, Friday, Saturday, hmm. just depending, but it, it'll be, it'll be pretty early on. Uh, as soon as I start brainstorming is when I'm in a mind map most of the time.
0: So you, you mentioned earlier that you might be specifically capturing notes or thoughts for four weeks at a time or something. Does that mean you start the mind node four weeks out?
1: No, although I'll, I'll say this. Usually if I'm thinking about screw tape, the screw tape is just the example here. Yeah. Doing seven weeks of this or something. So I'll have in my screw tape, I'll just start one for the series also. And this is where I kind of plan out the different Uh, weeks will all be their own little nodes. And so if I have little ideas and man, that would be a great story. That's a perfect analogy for that week. I'll put it in just the overall series outline, Mm -hmm. but I won't have created, I won't have created one for that particular sermon until the week of. Gotcha. Usually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So talk about what happens after my note or, or how do things really come together?
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. So after my note, after I feel like I got some sort of flow, something reasonably, um, I don't know. Coherent? Uh, co- <laughs> yeah, cohesive. Something that's going on here. Uh, then I, I go into another app. Man, this is a lot of apps. So many it's apps. It's all good. It's sorry, all good. <laughs> so I go into another app that I really like, and it's called Scrivener.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And so, so Scrivener is another app. People use it for novel writing, but... Um, I don't use it like that, but it's, a, it's kind of like a word processor, I guess you could say. You could think of it almost like a word processor, but uh, I end up just taking my whole mind map and I just copy it and then I paste it into um, Scrivener. And some people use it where they have individual documents in Scrivener. Mm -hmm. Um, for this, for the individual parts of a sermon, I don't do anything like that. I just have the whole sermon in one document. Okay. It's just like, I just have a com, a combination of lots of different messages in the Scrivener file at once. So So one, yeah. Let
0: me backtrack. So my node, then you talked about how you're just capturing all the ideas. Are you doing any edit or removal of those ideas or you've just captured them all and now you're putting all of them in Scrivener?
1: Oh no, I'm I'm deleting the junk in my node for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, taking out the big parts. Was it someone on your podcast? Somebody said, find the part that people would forget and delete that. If people were trying to, to remember your message and that was the part they'd forget, just delete that.
0: That know? might have been on here. There's been a lot of wisdom on here that, <laughs> uh, that I've right. certainly forgotten.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I definitely am doing a lot of editing in my note, mind node, taking that out. And then once I'm relatively happy with the content, then I'm going to paste it into Scrivener.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so, and so it's it's Yeah. in Scrivener what happens? Like when you paste that uh does it format it reasonably well? What's it do with it?
1: It just comes in all as plain text okay. and it's indented. It's oh, just yeah. tab indented. Um so that works out really good for me. I kind of like those indents. Sometimes mm-hmm. it gets if I'm too deep there's too many tabs in there, but it just pastes it as one big long plain text document. Yeah. And then from Scrivener, Scrivener is where I go in and I will format them, you know, make the headings big, make scriptures a, a certain style. And you can save these little predefined styles, these little character styles. So I don't know if you're like me, but I like my scriptures to be, for, in my particular case, I like them to be green. Oh. I like them to be green text and a light green background. And that way when I'm just peeking at my notes, I know what's coming up as a scripture instead of like some sort of point. Yeah. So j- color, color coding things kind of helps me. So I end up going through um, in Scrivener. And um, yeah, just kind of color coding things and edit things down, continuing to tweak. One thing that I really like, I think this is at least the way that I preach. I, I really like the ability to when I'm planning out, when I'm thinking through, when I'm trying to plan out what I want to do for my intro or my closing. I I like to be very verbose in writing. I write in, in paragraphs, really. Yeah. Um, but I don't like going up there with paragraphs. I yeah. just feel like it's way too much. And so one thing that I really like about Scrivener is they have something called inline annotations. So one of the styles, the styles, if you will, that I have in Scrivener is this style that's called an annotation. And so I'll mark it and it'll be gray and it'll make the text kind of small. And then when I print out my notes, those don't print. Oh, yeah. So that's, so that's really cool for me because I can be really long. I can be very verbose um, in my notes. And so when I go back to look at them, I can remember what I'm talking about. But I don't want to go up there with all these paragraphs. Yeah. So let's say I have an analogy about a horse or something. All I want when I'm up on the stage is I just want the word horse. That's plenty. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to the horse analogy. I just want the word horse. But I don't want to just have horse in my notes because if I go to look back three years, horse isn't going to mean anything to me. I have no idea what I meant. That's what my notes look like. Right. (laughs) It's like horse, huh? So I like, I like in uh, DevonThink, I just write the word horse and then I comment out to that whole paragraph. And so then I just have kind of – I end up importing in uh, to Scrivener maybe 2,500 words. But by the time it makes its way onto the stage, I probably have 500, I yeah. guess. But it's cool because you can always – you just always have all of that content. And of course all of those go I, – I ultimately move them all back into DevonThink. With the annotations, yeah. with the inline annotations, those are all in Dev and Think. So when I'm doing my search, I can find all of that again. I have the whole horse analogy, and I know what I was talking about, but I don't want – So for me, I have that kind of – those two things that I want. I want to be verbose because I want to remember what I'm talking about. Uh, but I don't want to go up there just with paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs because then I just don't feel – I don't know. Well, I, I just want an out and up there, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: that's a great idea. I never thought of it. I mean, I've used Scrivener. I've used Scrivener for some writing projects in the past. I'm actually using it uh, for my sermons now. I've recently switched back over to it. And, you know, the whole idea of the annotations you're talking about are exactly what you're describing for an author who says they just want to make a note like I need to come back and say more about this dialogue or this character right. or something yeah. here. But you're using it in a way that's it's it's perfect for, even though that might not be what it was designed for, but that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, and I've yeah. tried doing it with, you know, things like footnotes in Word, yeah. but I end up having, you know, 80% of the document is footnotes. Right. And so there's just, it, so they're totally disconnected from the original point. So I like to have them in line. That's really important. That's, that's why I end up staying with Scrivener as long as I have is because you can make those comments in line. And then when it comes time to print them, you can say include the notes or don't include the notes. So, so the you sermon- do the same thing. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, you can do the same thing in, in apps like Omni Outliner. Of course, uh-huh. you can include little notes in there that don't print if you want, but but that's a real important part for me.
0: Yeah. So the, so the final app, out of all these apps we've talked about, Scrivener is the final, and then you, you actually, as digital and nerdy as you are, <laughs> you print it out.
1: That's right. And you yeah, take a piece of like, paper. Yeah, it's just too much. And I think I think maybe it comes from speaking to youth a lot. Hmm. I just don't want to have an iPad in there hmm. because if something breaks or you know a kid jumps on it or something and then you just I don't know. I just feel like it adds a level of uh just giving something a chance to break that otherwise wouldn't, you know. I, have you ever done it? Do you preach from your iPad? I do all the time, yeah. There's have been... you ever had your iPad like poop out? What do you do? No. There was
0: one time where uh what happened that time? There was one time where it was like something mixed up with it. And that particular time, I just happened to have a printout, which I never do. <laughs> I don't know why that was, but yeah, other than that, no, I've never had, I probably planned with fire here, but I mean, when I preach, I, I could probably just go off the PowerPoint because I, I tend to use a few images and a few quotes. And even if oh, I could sure. just follow along with the PowerPoint, I could probably stumble my way through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I
1: think, I think probably eventually I'll find my way to the iPad, but it just, it just scares me to think that, you know, it would run out of battery or the app just right. starts crashing for some reason and then I don't know what to do the whole time and I just try to do it from memory.
0: Do you, do you end up scratching extra notes on the printout last minute?
1: Almost always. Yeah, almost yeah. always. I, I print it out and I, uh, I end up just taping my notes into a moleskin. That's what I do. I print huh. them out in a certain size and tape them into a moleskin. But um, I almost always end up scratching little notes here and there. Um. In there, even even in service, truthfully, you yeah. know, when worship is happening or whatever, you sure. know, I end up jotting jotting a few things in, <laughs> so or I'll forget. My, my wife will come and say that I have some sort of announcement that I forgot to put in my notes. And... Do you try to capture them back in
0: later, then, before you save it over to uh, Devon? Think
1: I, I don't. I probably should. That's a that's a pretty good idea. But oftentimes, the things that I miss and I end up jotting in there are kind of logistical stuff. Got it. You know, reminding them about the Christmas outreach or.
0: So, what stuff do stuff. you save the Scrivener file in Devonthink, or do you save it out as a different format back into Devonthink
1: yeah, so I end up you can just do um, you can do a little export and you can choose with to have them with or without your notes. I end up saving them all as PDFs. Mm. Um, you know you could save them as RTFs or you could save them as Word documents, whatever you want. but Devonthink really does good with PDFs, yeah, so one yeah. thing that I like about PDFs versus something like if I were to save them as Word documents or something is it's able to highlight the word on the PDF when you do a search. So if you search, again, like the example fear, let's say you type in the word fear into DevonThink and and you have the word fear in a PDF, well, it'll scroll down and highlight the word fear on your PDF. Evernote does a similar thing. But if you have like a pages document or if you have a Word document, it doesn't do that. So that's why I end up saving them all as PDFs.
0: So what have we what have we not talked about in this whole process let's that's see. worth throwing um, in
1: uh let's see uh one one thing is i uh we didn't talk about it in Devonthink think i also clip blog entries i'm a huge blog guy mm-hmm. and so this is where uh that's what i originally talked about on mac power users i have a really nerdy Thing And I can show you how to do it. I, I wrote it up for DevonThink. But basically what it does is if there's a blog entry that I like, I'm a big RSS guy. So I'm reading through my RSS feeds on my iPad. Let's say there's something that I would like in DevonThink. Well, I have this script that starts um, that I can just run on my iPad and then it turns it into an article inside DevonThink. So that's another thing that I, I think I have blog entries. I have tweets. I have my own analogies. I have my own personal stories and I have my own sermon notes uh, all inside Devon Think. So
0: Is that the thing you just described? Is that you said you wrote it up for DevonThink. Is it on DevonThink's website or is there a script that's yeah. downloadable or?
1: Yeah, it's on it's on DevonThink's forum. It's nerdy. I'll give you the super Cliff's notes Cliff Notes. This is this is where it gets pretty intense, guys. So buckle up. But uh, it all starts, I just wanted a way to capture these articles from anywhere. Because if you're on your computer, you can just clip to DevonThink. Yeah. That's really easy. It just got in your web browser. You can just click the little extension and it'll throw it into DevonThink. So that's really easy. I didn't want that because I wanted to be able to do it from my iPhone or my, uh, my iPad when I'm reading RSS. So my script, it all starts with pinboard, you know about pinboard. Pinboard is, it's a bookmarking service. Everybody should get it. But if I bookmark an RSS article to pinboard that I really like, so I'll just bookmark this. I think it's really a really good thought. And I can add a tag to it when I'm adding it to pinboard. And so in my particular case, it's 2MD, which stands for to markdown. And so once I save that and with that tag, well, then there's this other service called IFTTT. Oh, yeah. If this, then that. And so it's monitoring my pinboard bookmarks for anything that I've tagged to MD. And then once, once that happens, it ends up saving a copy of that article into my Dropbox. Yeah. So I have a special folder just for um, blog entries, just called Art, I think, Web Clipping. And it's like nicely that. formatted. Yeah. It saves it. Yeah. Uh, Brett Terpstra did a, a really cool script that I ended up tweaking, but it saves it as a, uh, um, readability, you know, cleaned up markdown document yeah. with the images and all that stuff. So it's pretty, it's pretty nerdy. It includes a, a Ruby script and includes, uh, Hazel. Yeah. To run the ruby script, so it 's pretty it 's pretty deep I can give you the I can give you the write up it 's real yeah some the screenshots and all that yeah i 'll send you that for the for the show notes if anybody 's interested and if you have any questions, you can just shoot me a message
0: all right well a uh, couple of wrap up questions because we 've uh... yeah. Now that we've worn out my mom's uh, listening ears with all of the nerd (laughs) talk. (laughs) (laughs) My mom doesn't listen to this, let's be honest. Uh, uh, But uh, books, Uh, are there any books that have just been particularly helpful for you? They could be nerd books, but just other books in terms of forming how you do sermons or who you are as a preacher or anything like that.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm going to say Eugene Peterson, of course. Yeah. Uh, You know, the pastor, he wrote. Uh his memoir, The Pastor, of course. Uh, he wrote a book called Five Smooth Stones for Pastoral Work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh pretty much mandatory. Are you familiar with are you familiar with uh Andy Stanley? Sure. He's a he's a pretty cool pastor. He wrote a book called Communicating for a Change. Yeah. And I, I read that really early on, and he kind of gives a formula for how he prepares his sermons. I'm not sure if he still uses it, to be honest, but it's it's kind of a cool thing. I think it's you, we, God, you, we. So he kind of answers these questions in all of his sermons. He starts out with, or maybe me, he starts out with me. So he starts out with some sort of personal story. And then it goes to we, like how, how the world could be different if we all learn to do this better. Luckily for then it goes to God. Luckily for us, God has some wisdom for us here. And so anyways, he has this little pattern in that communicating for a change. I think is really great for somebody who's starting out, especially, hmm. um, yeah, I like that. Uh, Oh man, I've, I've been just listening to you this past week. Uh, Rob Bell, I think back in 2008, and I know a lot of people don't like Rob Bell theological reasons or whatever. So, um, but he has uh, a conference that he did called poets, yeah. prophets, and preachers. Did yeah. you ever see that? Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, and it's he's not talking about anything theological, so you don't have to be afraid. But I think you can buy it for about twenty bucks, or you can actually watch the whole thing on YouTube. But he goes through his entire uh, process, how he prepares sermons, and how he determines flow and coming up and coming down, and his pacing and his analogies. I mean, he's just such a brilliant communicator. I think yeah, so. Yeah. It, I think they're they're probably about an hour and a half a piece, so it's probably a good eight nine hours of the video, but. But if you're wanting to get better, I think that's uh, a pretty good investment in time, honestly.
0: Yeah, his process is uh, – yeah, it's it's really good. He outlines how he just really tries to get into uh, – I think the thing that he does so well that he talks about then there is just really paying attention to what's happening around him and what's happening in the text I, so he can start to merge all those things together.
1: Yeah, and I just yeah. think that there's this mindset that people can, can grab onto that's so important, which is just looking at the world – as always being your teacher, you know, Mm -hmm. there's things that are going on. And if you have, um, if you have ears to hear it, you know, there's just, there's just wisdom happening all the time, you know, and God inspired interactions. And if you, if you can just capture those somehow, whatever your system is, I mean, you can write them in a notebook or write them on a, in a text file, if you're like me or put them in Evernote or something, but then learn to capture those things that are going on in your life you know, day by day. And I, I just never I never start with that blank piece of paper. Right. You know, I just I just never have to think, well, let's talk about the Lord's prayer. And I and I just don't have anything on that. I, I always have something on it. Whether or not it's any good, whether or not I'm <laughs> using it, that's that's one story. But man, I'm always trying to capture ideas. It'll get you started. You know, a lot of people a lot of people don't do that. But man, I just think it's such a resource to develop over time, at the time of your ministry, learning to develop this I guess your own curriculum or your own, um, body of work that you can return to. I think it's just such a, uh, such a huge blessing for me. So always be capturing, always be
0: capturing. Always be capturing the motto of the day. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Uh, well, David, thanks so much. Uh, if somebody wants to keep track with what you're up to or email you with questions, uh, tell us about your
1: church's website, your Twitter, all of those
0: things. Do you have a personal website, any of that?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I, you can follow me on Twitter, of course, David underscore Eifert. If you want to, not a great tweeter, but I try to be. Uh, if you want to hear my outlet messages, kind of see where we're going uh, in our ministry, it's Outlet ABQ, which is just short for Albuquerque. OutletABQ.com. Uh, you can you can follow us there, and then uh, the the church's main website is Believers Center. Dot com believercenter.com and if you want to shoot me an email man ask me any questions we can nerd out about Devin think we can nerd out about Scrivener whatever you'd like you can email me David at believercenter.com uh, anytime love to hear from you
0: nice well thanks so much
1: John okay. let me just say that' I'm, a, I'm such a fan I so appreciate everything that you do uh, you you um, do something I think that's really important so I just want to want you to know that I'm really grateful for you
0: I appreciate that thank you absolutely. Thanks again for listening. Feel free to drop me a line, as I mentioned ahead, on Twitter, even on the Facebook page, if you look for Sermon Smith on Facebook. And let me know how you found the podcast. I'm just uh, looking for ways to see how are people finding it, get the word out a little more. Thanks a lot.